If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Hooper's Unhailed, a Capital Flavor production in partnership with 265 Media. This is the train to Newark Penn Station. The next and last stop is Newark Penn Station. Stand clear of the closing doors. What up, what it is, what's poppin', it's your boy KDOT, and I'm back with another edition of Hooper's Unhailed. I just hopped off the PATH train from New York into Brick City. That's right, I'm in Newark, New Jersey to give you guys another glimpse of an unhailed Hooper who's killing the media game right now. Jada Jefferson, a former pro who played at Malcolm X Shabazz High School, gives us her inside scoop on her upbringings, her time at Fordham University in the Bronx, and one crazy ill hoop story you just can't miss. Let's get it. What it is, what it do, everybody. This is your boy KDOT, and we are here with another episode of Hoopers Unhailed. I am with another very special guest. I have my girl, Jada J, Jada Jefferson in the building with me. How you doing? Oh, hey, K-Dot. Thank you, sir, for allowing me on your stage, sir. I appreciate you. It's all good. Um, I, I really appreciate this. Uh, <laughs> I found out before uh, we, we went live that uh, we, we probably got some degree of separation. You know, I know you from Brick City. I have family in Brick City. Um, I was just telling you about the White Castle on Elizabeth Avenue that I used to go crazy about. So mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. But that's down the okay. hill from Shabazz. That's right <laughs> down. We used to when they used to pull the fire alarm, we were going right to White Castle, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, man, I wanna I wanna get right into it. So um, this is what I call humble beginnings. And I just want to kind of, you know, let the listeners know everything about you, you know, from the beginning um, and your evolution within the game. So let's talk about that right quick, um, you know, and we'll just go right into the whole storyline of, you know, how you first loved, first began loving the game and then all the way, you know, to your uh, professional level. So let's do it. Oh, let's get it. So starting out, like you just said, great segue. Uh, Brick City, North New Jersey girl, born and raised. Um, 
grew up kind of sort of in two different households. My grandmother raised myself and my two brothers. Um, 80s babies, you know how that is. The parents, the whole, everything came through the drugs, all that stuff. So my grandmother raised us and she needed help. So she hired this this young lady who uh, was kind of like our babysitter, but she grew into being our grandmother. Like this woman and her family, they are legitimately like our, I call her my grandmother, her family, her children are my aunts and uncles. Um, their children are my little cousins, but my grandmother, this babysitter lived right off of Chancellor Avenue in Clinton Place. So if anybody knows anything about North, there's a, there was a playground right on Chancellor Avenue where um, above the rim basketball tournaments used to run in the summertime and my grandmother low-key is the reason why they had to they had to move the above the rim basketball tournament because in the summertime kid out when i tell you that basketball yo this was before branch brook this was before uh all that stuff so above the rim used to rock on chancellor ave and for me that tournament like was just a staple. Like I remember I was very young and my grandmother wouldn't let me go outside. And of course these were grown men playing in this tournament, but I just loved the game, Kate. I, I just wanted to be outside. Like I just, I would sit in the, in the dang bathroom um, uh, t- t- window looking at the basketball tournament because my grandmother wow. would not let me go outside and play, yo. But I just knew I had to be out there. So fast forward. Right before uh, my grandmother kind of got the the tournament moved down to Weekway Park, because she was like, she was to complain. She's like, oh, it's too loud. It's, you know, they used to be out there rocking K. I'm telling you, a Butterroom Tony used to be rocking, yo. I can only so imagine. It, <laughs> and it was summertime in the hood, K. right there on the corner. Yo, it used to be popping, yo. My grandmother, I don't know how her and those, those, uh, Old ladies on the block, but they got on the move down to Weekway Park, man. And but then I, just from that summer, like I just I, I I wanted I wanted to play the game, Katie. I wanted to play. I want I knew I loved it. Like it was just something in the game that just kept driving me to it. And um, my twin brother, my older my older cousin Brian, um, my little cousin Shevney, she ended up getting a full scholarship to John Hopkins University, but. Um, Going back to our childhood, we were bitches always on that playground. We were always on that playground. Around the corner from us, uh, little did we know, Matty Ajavon was around the corner getting busy. Uh, what, what school did she go to? I forget the school that was around the corner. Hold on. Is that is that the one for Bayonne? Nah, Matt from Nook. Matty went okay. to Rutgers. Okay, okay. My bad. I got you. I got you. Matt went to Rutgers and Matt played in the WNBA. Uh, Matt and I played together in high school. Uh-huh. But from Ch- Chancellor Avenue, I want to say Chancellor Avenue and Hawthorne. Hawthorne. So I think I feel like Matt was around the corner at Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. But this is like a walking distance. Of, we just used to get busy in this area, right? So just growing up, fast forward, I didn't have a girls basketball team. Like we were it, between myself and my cousin Shevney, we were the only two girls on the playground. Like we were the only two girls out there getting with the guys. So wow. fast forward middle school, 
there was no girls' basketball team. Like, I literally had to beg the school to put a girls' basketball team on the team. And I had to beg my grandmother to let me play because I don't think I was old enough to play in elementary school. I think you had to be in the sixth or seventh grade at that point in time to play on a girls' team. Okay. And so I I remember being in, like, the fifth grade, and I would beg them. I was begging them, like, please let me play. Please let me play. All right, fast forward, sixth grade. Finally, I made the team on the sixth grade. Like, I was kicking up, kicking up, kicking up. Seventh grade year, we didn't have a team. My eighth grade year, we had a team. Shout out to um, basketball, North New Jersey, Kettles. My my Kettles, Miss Kettles became my coach um, my eighth grade year. So that was due to my grandmother. I was a knucklehead kid. I ain't going to lie to you. I was rough. I was tough. I was the only girl out there with the guys. My grandmother didn't have much control over me. I was fussing with her. So she got the church involved. I grew up in the church, Metropolitan Baptist Church. That's my family church. So my grandmother got on the horn. Evelyn Johnson got on the horn with Miss Kettles, Jan Kettles. Miss Kettles ended up coaching me my eighth grade year of um of um middle school. Had it not been for Jan Kettles, I would not have known about a Malcolm X Shabazz High School. My grandmother would not have known about a Malcolm X Shabazz High School. Wow. So so let's let's get right into that. So tell me about Shabazz and from what I understand, um, you know, you played you know, you played as a freshman and like from from what I from what I understand, you know, just researching seven losses in four years. Really? Yo, I when I tell you Malcolm X Shabazz used to crank out like beasts, like yo, K dot, like <clears throat> I couldn't understand to this day sometimes I ask my, my high school coach Vanessa Watson, because like I started my freshman year. Uh, at Malcolm X Shabazz. And like I said, I, I unlike the other girls who had been playing middle school and been playing like um, PPY or, uh, or anything like that, I didn't have that same experience. So I only had like maybe two years under my belt of middle school experience. Okay. So I never felt like I was on the same stage as the girls that I played with at Malcolm X Shabazz High School. Mm-hmm. But because the, these, yo, when I kid, when I tell you these, Nefertaria Franklin, I had a, a Chanel Randolph. We I played with the um, Shante Owens was older, older than me, but Rashida Brown. We had yo, when I tell you it was heavy hitters that came out of Malcolm X Bass High School. So for me to start my freshman year, like I was blown away, like I couldn't understand it. I couldn't, I, I didn't get it because again, this is Shabazz, so. My four years at Shabazz, K-Dot, when I tell you Vanessa Watson went on a run and and we got top players, like I said, we had a Matt T. We had a Shahida Williams, Shahida Greedy Williams that went on to play that OD, ODU. We had a Princess Porter. We had a, a Kalindra was a baby when I was um I was a senior. She was just coming in to be a freshman, but she was playing with us. Mm-hmm. So like yo, we had a squad. Like we went on a run. I can't. I, I can't remember the only time we would lose. I would want to say in the states, and we lost by a point. Like at my all four years, I the only time I remember losing all four of those years is in the state tournament. Other than that, we was running through people. Like we was 
we didn't get competition pretty much until states. So by the time we got down to the to the tournament and then we playing against the white girls and they holding the ball, we not used to that ball. We running up and down the floor. We running, gunning, 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 gunning. We going, going, going. Yeah, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one for sure. Yeah. So when we get to the, to the chip, we it's a different ball game and the rest is against us. So, but now nah, like after I graduated my senior year. Yo, my that next year. So as a freshman, my 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 years at Fordham University. When I tell you, K. Dot Vanessa Watson and with Matty Ajavon and Shahida Williams. When I tell you, they went undefeated for the next three years in New Jersey. Like undefeated, did not lose a game. Like Vanessa Watson did her thing over there at Malcolm X Bass High School. Like she really is a beast at what she does. Um, when it comes to the game of basketball and teaching young women how to play, so I'm, I, I, yeah, Vanessa Watson was a problem. Malcolm Shabazz High School was a problem. Kate, like, well, I, I could, I could attest to that because you know, being that you were at Shabazz, you were honorable mention All American. You were, uh, you. I mean, you led your senior year, you led your team to a 22 and three record and a Washington con- conference title. You averaged what? Like 12 and a half points, but you would like, you was, you was missed double double, like 12 and a half points, like 10 rebounds a game. Like you was picking up player, you know, player, player of the year notices. All state first team, like you would, yeah, you were killing. So and that's crazy that I that was my stats, and that was like the that was like the third or fourth best stats on that team. Like that true. wasn't even the top stats on the team. Like I'm I'm telling you, K dot like. Yo, that is crazy. So so moving forward, um, you you pick up a scholarship to Fordham University, and you know you're you're picked uh as a preseason you know like preseason rookie of the year so tell us um you know tell us what what happened as far as you know starting off your your college career at Fordham and how you evolved from your freshman year to your senior year it's crazy that you said uh I forgot I was I was pre uh pre A10 rookie of the year yo like I didn't really understand what that meant walking in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, even fast forward, me thinking about what I what I got my senior year. Okay, so my my freshman year again, not knowing the game, not knowing politics, just going out there, legitimately just loving the game, and just being feeling like, oh, I got a whole full ride to go to any school I wanted to go to. So the accolades of being on that pick, oh. Preseason, I didn't understand it. I honestly did not understand it, Kada. I did not understand. I just knew I needed to go to Fordham and I needed to get my behind in shape and get right. So I went on campus early, my freshman summer. I learned then, Kada, D1 ball was a different beat. Like at Shabazz, we was walking in the gym just kicking up. I remember, my, okay, my senior year, we lost to Crystal Langhorn. Shout out to Crystal Langhorn, Willenboro. By our point, we lost to them, but Crystal went on to play. 
I think she went to Maryland. She's still playing the WNBA. Yep. But other than other than those teams outside of the championship game, we weren't really playing competition like that. So we were like walking in the gym. We weren't really working out in Shabazz. This was with pre-era of workouts, pre um trainers and all that stuff. We was going on natural talent and running around like doing Vanessa Watson workouts. So fast forward my freshman year at Shabazz and we I mean at, at Fordham and we gotta run miles <laughs> and I gotta and I gotta lift the bar. I mean I gotta lift weights and stuff now. This is a different life for me now. So now I'm in a whole different world. Like I'm not it's no longer just walking in the gym snacking up on kids. Mm-hmm. Nah, now I'm a rook. Now I'm getting it, I'm getting tossed in the paint because I'm I'm I I don't have no weight on me. Like I'm getting bodied down below because I got I'm playing against my big girl Biggie. That's her nickname. Keyshawn, shout out to Keyshawn Ruff. Keyshawn Ruff was six six, like had to be like two thirty. Like <laughs> I'm in the paint having a bang with Biggie. I'm in the paint having a bang with Caitlin Caramonte, who's a white girl from that played for Christ the King. Like. Wow. Like head fake up and under phenomenal like my freshman year. So nah, Kata, I ain't get no burn. My first two years at Fordham University, I ain't get no burn. And it wasn't that I okay now fresh I I'll say to be honest in my truth, my freshman year, nah, I, I wasn't strong. I didn't. I was behind. Like my Monica loving basketball, that was me. Like nah, for, nah, like get your ass up. Let's get right. But then my sophomore year, I learned a game, <clears throat> and it it wasn't just basketball. I rode the bench because I didn't know how to politic right at that point in time. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, like, nah, I started getting in shape. Like, nah, I'm getting, I'm in the gym every single day. I'm getting buckets. Like, I'm getting, I'm getting stronger now. Oh, nah, my sophomore year was just the politics. My mouth, my mouth looked greasy. I'm from Shabazz High School. Like, how the hell I'm riding a bench still? And we not winning, bro. We not winning. <laughs> yeah, but it I, wasn't. <laughs> I I get it. I get it. Like I I can't really relate from you know from the scholarship perspective, but I can definitely relate from the walk on perspective. Like coming in from high school, like I wasn't you know highly touted or highly recruited, like. I probably I, I didn't even get offers in high school. So like coming in, you know, a wide eyed freshman, like seeing how the how the game really is, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. I get it. But but please continue. Oh no, uh th- th- so you definitely understand, you definitely get how the game changes. So I remember I was watching film. It didn't hit me how important being preseason A-10 rookie of the year was. I was watching film one day by myself. Literally, I wasn't even in the gym. I was in a lounge at my my ex-boyfriend. He had a better, um, he was in a better apartment. So I was in a lounge at his his spot. And I was watching film. And one of the, the media people, mind you, I wasn't playing. So one of the media people online says, yeah, Jada Jefferson, she was picked to be A-10 rookie of the year. What a disappointment she is. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, and I'm bawling, crying at this point. I'm like, yo, I'm busting my ass in practice. I'm getting this work. 
And it's not that I'm not good. It's this politics. And then two, yo, we had like 50 big girls on the squad. Like, had I known how to, what to look for into picking a school and how to pick the right and how to fit into your class, mm-hmm. I would not have gone to Fordham University. Cause I was the first one to sign at Fordham University, but he brought in three other big girls behind me that same year. And there were four other big girls already on the team. Wow. Now had I had I understood how basketball worked, I would have never picked to go to Fordham University. It would have made no sense for me. You got like seven, like I said, okay, we had a Keyshawn Ruff, we had a Stacy Price, we had a um who else was on the squad before I even got there? Caitlin Caramonte, um Mobilaji Akioti and Lauren Fleischer. Lauren Fleischer got two thousand points. White girl from Pompton Lace in New Jersey got 2,000 points in high school. And these are all the girls that I'm supposed to play against and be up against that's already on campus my freshman year. So how is it? Yes, I'm picked A-10 rookie of the year, but I can't get no burn if I got five other big girls that's on the, on the floor. We all competing for the floor. I would have never gone to Fordham University. I just did not know that. So fast forward. I'm saying all that to say I didn't start kicking up until my junior year. And it's not and, until my and what a junior year you had because let's let me let me remind the listeners. It's already difficult to be a good player in high school. It's even more difficult to be a, a good player in college. So let me just give you this right quick. Jada averaged eleven and a half points, almost seven rebounds a game after not really playing her first two years. So let me tell you how important that is. For you to average 11 and a half points and almost seven rebounds a game coming in, like that is phenomenal. So like just go right into it and and let us know, you know, you know, how, how it felt you know, your junior year, you're coming in, you're you're really, you know, getting into the rhythm of things and, you know, being a very important part of, of the squad. I I want to say, Kate, I'm trying to remember if it felt good to me or not, because, again, we weren't winning. Mm-hmm. So no shade, again, sitting in that as uh, what. I'm 19, 18, 19 at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad as hell because we putting in the numbers and I'm putting in work, but we not winning. So it's frustrating to me because, mm-hmm. again, I'm coming from a culture where we win. Where we get we we ain't lose in four years like we win. So our results showed on our when we're flying across and we're we're collecting we're getting these wins we eating these like we getting these things and in college it's not that so it didn't feel good to me it it didn't it didn't feel good to me like I was still very frustrated yeah my numbers were amazing I knew I could do this two years ago I but you just let me lose coach put, put me in let me spin put me in let me spin coach put me in let me spin like I love it but then it, it, it no shades of Jim Lewis and what he was doing while we weren't winning. K. Dot, my freshman year at Fordham University, we're in Hawaii. 
we we look at K-Dot, oh my God. In this tournament in Hawaii, who's there? North Carolina. Who's there? Oklahoma, the Perry Twins. Wow. Who's there? UConn. So here we are, Fordham University. Now we got bangers from, because I'm telling you, a Mobilaji Akioli, who's from Maplewood, New Jersey, Columbia High School, who was a beast. Patricia Williams from East Orange. Uh, she went to Clifford J. Scott from, from, uh, Jersey, who went to Fordham University, who was a beast. Beth Ann Dickinson, who was a shooter. White girl who was a, like, we had beasts on our team. Lauren Fleischer, who again, this white girl could jump out the gym, who was a beast. But we stepped it in tournaments and Jimmy Lou, thanks to his confidence, we're playing against teams that were ranked, ranked teams. So yeah, we not winning, but don't take it away from, don't, yeah, we not winning, but we playing against powerhouses. Does this make sense, K-Dot? Oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So please, I'm, I'm interested. Just, just continue. Just continue. So. As 18, 19 year old Jay, I don't get that. I still don't understand that. It took, it took, I kid you not, it took me last year at Monica Mack. That was, I ain't even stay Monica Mack. My point guard, Monica, yo, K Dot, when I tell you I played with some beast women that, yo, Monica Mack hailing from Syracuse. Oh, she, um, yep. <laughs> Her dad is coach uh, Louis Orr, who was the head coach at City Hall while me and Monica was at Fordham, who ended up going over to uh, coach Orr left City Hall to go coach at, I want to either say Bowling Green. He went to Bowling Green and now he's at George Georgetown with Patrick Ewan. Okay. So Monica Mack, that's my little point guard. So <clears throat> we playing against heavy hitters. Like we getting this work, but again, we're not winning. So again, it didn't feel good. And then two, I'm going through what I'm going through. With my, I'm, I'm in a whole relationship all four years of college. Kada, I'm in love with this man, like completely. And I'm putting all in my first two years, I'm putting everything in him because I wasn't getting any burn. I'm miserable. So we're not even going to talk about the pregnancies. We're not even going to talk about all that stuff on top that I'm going, I'm going dealing with on top of being unhappy because we're not winning. Like it, it's so many different. So my junior year, I can't even remember if it was fun for me. I don't even, I don't think so, but I knew I had to get the work, Kate. I, I know I needed to get busy. I'm, we playing against Candace Dupree. We playing against Temple. Yeah. Dawn yeah. Staley, we playing against uh who we was playing the A ten was rocking back then. So I knew yeah. I just had to get busy. Like I had to put in the work. So quick question before we move um move into your senior year and what I feel like based off of our conversations, someone who, who changed your life, um, did you play against Nicole Pittman when she was at Temple? Do you remember nah. that? Nah, okay. Mm -mm. She, she had to be younger. I, I wanted to ask you this too, because you walked on at Clemson. Yeah. We had a girl that transferred from my freshman year. Now she another big girl. Her name was Monica Blackman, and she transferred from Clemson to Fordham. Do you remember Monica? I don't remember Monica because I came in. I came in at Clemson in '06. Uh, so. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. So like that was, um, we, we had a, our point guard, I can't remember her last name. She's from Atlanta, but, um, her, her name's Tasha, but, um, you know, and we had Morgan Campbell. Um, I think I, mm-hmm. she was, she was with me as well. Um, and then, you know, I was more familiar with, with the, with the ladies after I came in. So we had Kristen, uh, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Wright. We had, um, Stephanie Thomas, um, mm-hmm. Whitney Hood, um, mm-hmm. April Reese, like, that, those are the players that I'm I'm a little more familiar with because after I walked on, I became a, a practice player, scout player for the women's team. So that those are the um, you know, Jasmine her name is Jasmine Tate, I believe. Yeah, so though that was the squad that I was more familiar with. But um anyone before me, to be honest with you, the only person I really remember before me was Atura Umo. And she's now, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, she's now Atara Umo Coleman, which is, uh, my shout out to my, my man, Harold Coleman. Um, but yeah, like before, like before me, Atara was the only Hooper that I knew, um, from Clemson, you know, but, right. um, but just transitioning into your senior year. And I want to kind of fuse this with what I call ill hoop stories and, I believe this is the year that you meet the great Sylvia Crawley. So Facts. just give us, just give us kind of like the backstory of your relationship with coach Crawley and, you know, let the listeners know, you know, how important coach Crawley was to you in your playing career. And even afterwards. Facts. That's a hundred percent. All right. So rewind. Malcolm X Shabazz High School. In our locker room, we had something called the cage. Mm-hmm. And that's where we would meet for all our team meetings and things like that. We would watch film in here and all this stuff. And there was posters and all our, like, memorabilia and all that stuff. Like, Waddy had it hooked up in the locker room where, like, this was our meeting spot. In this cage, there was a poster of this blindfold woman dunking. So for four years of my life, at Malcolm X Shabazz High School, I walked in every single day and I saw this this poster of this woman blindfold dunking and I was obsessed with her. Like, who is she? Yo, she's dunking, like she's mad cool. Like what is, like I became obsessed with Sylvia Crawley. Still didn't really know her name though, okay, Kate. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but I just knew that whoever this woman is, she was like, this woman was phenomenal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Blindfold dunking. <laughs> Fast forward my senior year at Fordham University. Now, at this point in time, KDOT, what I don't say is I almost got kicked off the team and out of school twice. Once, twice was on some dumb racist bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, one was off campus. Another was on campus with my strength and conditioning coach. So, okay, I'm gonna tell the whole fucking story. You about to get all of it, K Dot. You about to get all of it, K. <laughs> give the people what they want. Give the people. Give the people what they want, Jada. Let's get it. So my senior year, 
Okay, so I remember, I, I told you I was in a relationship four years of college. My ex played on a football team. He was mm-hmm. two years older than me. Okay. My first two years in Fordham, I didn't get any burn. And I would wanted to transfer out and I was going to follow him to Chicago. And because tra- I wasn't playing. Why am I here? What the fuck am I here for? Why am I here? He played football. He was going back to Chicago. I was going to dip. Fast forward, Nikki Reed told me not that was my coach, Nikki Reed, who was the point guard at Georgetown, who's now coaching at Georgetown. Nikki Reed told me not to leave Fordham University, follow behind no man. But Nikki Reed left Fordham as a coach and went to play coach at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nikki Reed has now left me. I'm not getting any burn. I, I'm feeling abandoned. My boyfriend has left me. He's going back to Chicago. But then again, that's why I couldn't remember feeling happy that year. I was, my boyfriend wasn't there. He wasn't there. I was sad. I was going through it. And Coach Reed left me all that stuff. But I kicked up on Georgia. I remember I kicked up on their ass. I gave them buckets because I was mad at hell. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So <laughs> my senior year, I my boyfriend moves back to New York, mm-hmm. my ex. He's living with my strength and conditioning coach on an off-campus housing. I'm spending all my time at this home. So my strength and conditioning coach is like three bedrooms. We are cool as hell. Like, I consider this woman my sis. Like, Kada, when I tell you she came in and changed the, the program of how we, our bodies changed as women. Like, this woman was on her shit when it came to strength and conditioning. Like, I respected the fuck out of this white girl. Like, she was this young white girl. She was nice with what she, when I tell you, Kada, I was in my best shape ever. So that was my junior to my senior year. I was in my best shape ever. I considered this woman to be my sister because I spent so much time with her off campus because she was, um, and this shit, I'm probably breaking rules, whatever, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, it was, I got win from the volleyball team. This white, she was a white, young white girl and like she would kind of always try to say different things to kind of fit in with all the different um, athletes. So some of the shit she used to say was just like all white people say, just off the wall, dumb, ignorant, dumb shit. So <clears throat> a lot of the female athletes didn't appreciate some of the shit that she was saying. So and it was the volleyball team. So I got win because I was cool with everybody. I got win that the volleyball team was going to go to administration. And kind of say something about how and then some of the things that this young lady would be saying to the athletes. And they did not, they didn't feel like it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. So K dot one day, it was summertime. I went to the girls when the, when the volleyball team let me know this shit. I went to the strength and conditioning coach. It was just me and her in the office. K dot, I went and I was just being a friend. And I'm like, yo, sis, like, I don't know how to tell you this. But, yo, I'm telling you right now, they don't like what you're saying. How it's coming across is not cool. Like, I get you. Like, we cool. Like, I'm here with you, sis. Like, I understand who you are. Like, I know, because, again, it was her, my ex-boyfriend, and another young man who were all living in this off-campus apartment. So I understood who she was. K-Dot, when I tell you this girl flipped on me, 
flip the script on me. Get the fuck out of my office. You're calling me fucking racist. I'm not a fucking racist. You don't know who you're fucking talking to like that. I'm like, yo, please calm down. I'm just coming to talk to you. I'm coming to talk to you. Like, I'm just trying to give you the heads up. Like, like she, like she flipped on me. You think I don't say anything when you guys come in with your Sealy's t-shirts on? Now, Sealy's was the black student union mm-hmm. so all majority all the athletes was in the series that was that was our and we would have at the end of the year we would have a blackout and that's all it was but literally we would wear just all black all black everything gala mm-hmm. so we would have on our all black t-shirts lifting in the t-shirts you think that's that's a form of racism i don't say shit when you guys come in here with your fist on your shirts and this, that, and the third, and she blacking on me, K Dot. She got, she blacking on me. I'm like, sis, yo, calm down, calm down. Like I'm not even coming at you like that. This, that, and the third. She didn't blew up on me. Made a whole scene in the locker room, a whole fucking scene. The football team and the basketball team was in there, um, working out. So, fucking, yo, K Dot almost got kicked off the team behind this shit because this girl then went to administration and just straight lied on me about everything. Now, this is when Coach Crawley comes in. Coach Crawley wasn't my coach yet. She had just got the job at Fordham University. Mind you, this is summertime. Mm-hmm. Coach Crawley was overseas playing basketball still. Coach Lewis gave us this was a aim. I don't ever you remember aim and instant messenger and shit was popping like that. So Coach Lewis gave us Coach Crawley's information to inbox her and stuff on aim so we could start getting in contact with her, like make her feel welcome, come into her. So fast forward, she doesn't know me, but I'm about to get kicked off the team because this white girl didn't just straight lied on me. And my coach, black man, Jimmy Lou, he wasn't here for us. He wasn't ever, never, never, never here for me. Like he needed, he wasn't winning and the pressure was on his back. Like he couldn't, he couldn't deal with all it. And I went to a predominantly white institution. I went to Fordham University, which is a white boys, all boys white club. Like no shade to Fordham, but it is what it is. Like, you know, so when cra- I, when you know, you know what's crazy about that? Like, what's with up Fordham, with Fordham? Like, is it Fordham in the Bronx? Oh, straight Bronx. So, <laughs> and I'm from the Bronx, right? So I'm like. <laughs> It's, it's oh, now that shit gated as hell. That's what it's I'm a saying. Gated community. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you got the Bronx, like, right outside the gates. But it's an all-boys club. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always found that funny. I, I just always found that funny. But continue. <laughs> that Jesuit, that money. That money separate. That money talk. That shit different. Because when, when you... When I, KDOT, when I tell you step on Fordham University campus, when I tell you it still feel like a different world in the middle of the Bronx. In the middle of the Bronx. The Bronx. My pops live, like, I don't know, maybe about five or six blocks. (laughs) That shit, like, (laughs) Hey, that we got we we have black squirrels that run around the campus of Fordham University. Black squirrels. I ain't never seen no black squirrel before. I stepped on Fordham University. That's crazy. That's <laughs> hey, yo, crazy. this shit is a different world. This shit is an all white 
when that it's predominant, it's a PWI. It's a PWI. So I was they they play, I was the angry black girl on campus. Now this is the second incident within this year mm-hmm. that I've spoken out against some racist shit, and they try to flip it on me like I'm the problem. But because they have the power and the authority, I'm just supposed to shut the fuck up and not say nothing. So anyway, the girl that got me kicked off, she tried to get me kicked out of school. Tried to get me completely kicked out of school. This is my senior year, KDOT. Mind you, you just read my numbers for my, my junior year. Right. So I'm already predicted to be kicking up this year. Like, now nah, we about to get busy. I'm a captain now. Nah, let's get right. Nope. She couldn't get me kicked out of school, thank God. However, I could not any longer work out with my teammates. So at this point, this is preseason still. So Mm -hmm. all of preseason and all of regular season of the first half of the season, I could not weight train. I couldn't lift. I couldn't do anything with my teammates my senior year. Not shit. So this is where Coach Crawley comes in. Sylvia Crawley, the same woman who's whose poster has been hanging up in my locker room for the last four years at Malcolm X Bass High School is now she is mandated to be my handler pretty much. Mm -hmm. I had to work out with Sylvia Crawley, which ended up being the best thing to ever have. When I tell you God makes no, God works everything in his plans. When I tell you, Kada, when I tell you, sir, Yo, Sylvia Carly, if I had it all four years at, at Fordham University, I would be in the WNBA still. Sylvia Carly, I would have been what Dawn Stilly was to Candace Dupree, what mm-hmm. Dawn Stilly was to Asia Wilson, what Dawn Stilly was to Sylvia Carly would have been that for me. I know that to be true if I would have had Sylvia Carly all four years. But because I'm isolated now and it's just me and Coach Crawley always working out, like I had to lift all my weight training with her. I had all my individuals with her. I had all of my um study halls and stuff with her. Like I was isolated from the team, like legitimately. And it was just me and Coach Crawley. So this is now, thank God, <clears throat> my parents. Okay, so going back a little bit further. How I said my grandmother raised my brothers and I. Mm-hmm. My father died when I was four. My mother died when I was fourteen. My my twin brother and I were in foster care until we were three years old, until my grandmother could come back and get us. Mm-hmm. And she raised my twin brother, myself, and my older brother, which we're like Irish twins, like legitimately, we're all the same age for like thirty days out of the year. So my grandmother raised all of us. Step in, Coach Crawley, where I needed a mom tour. I need a mentor. Like, Mm -hmm. Coach Crawley has always been that. Coach Crawley has always taught me how to be a woman. Jay, stop cursing so much. Like, when I tell you this woman is, is spiritually just on a whole different level with God. When I tell you this woman is just on a whole different level with just nuggets, the wisdom that comes out of her mouth the nuggets of what she was trying to teach me then about playing the politics of the game, not just basketball, but the politics of Fordham University. I couldn't get it then. And she's still teaching me, KDOT. When I tell you this woman, and I thank God, because coming, stemming from all that turmoil, 
that they tried to take from me just on somebody lying on me because she didn't like the words that I was saying to her. Thank God I had a Sylvia Crawley. Sylvia Crawley, when I tell you, K-Dot, Sylvia Crawley opened the doors for overseas for me to playing with my agent, Ireland, Spain, and Greece. Sylvia Crawley opened the door to this media game that I'm now stepping in. Don't judge my life media because for 10 years, I was silent working with Sylvia Crawley in Monarch Magazine. Like Sylvia Crawley has been definitely it, like definitely been a blessing in my life, yo. Shout out to Coach Crawley for real, for real. Yeah, that was dope. That now that's that's an ill hoop story for you. So um with that with that being said, just wanna run some numbers right quick for your senior year. Um you bump your, your points up about a point and a half to about twelve to about twelve and a half points, um almost thirteen points, but you bump your rebound game up. Now you averaging a double double your senior year. And now you making noise. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that jump starts your, your pro career. And just tell us um, just a little bit about your pro career. And then we'll get right into, you know, uh, your your media, your beginning of your, you know, your media empire and your being, you know, this high, uh, this this high point influencer in this social media game. It's it's crazy that you said my my numbers jumped up on the rebounds because that I yo that was all Sylvia Crawley K dot that was all Coach Crawley made me see the importance of rebounding like Coach Crawley made me understand like nah you should have been averaging a double like what you doing with your life like stop playing like get work like so ushering me into because Coach Crawley was still actively playing then mm-hmm. Coach Crawley was okay. My senior year at at Fordham University, Jimmy Lou gets fired after I'm supposed to leave out. So mm-hmm. there's an interim coach, Coach Lou, Coach Crawley becomes the interim coach at Fordham University. Because of the bullshit, whatever politics rules, they did not hire Coach Sylvia Crawley, right? So Coach gotcha. Crawley goes back to play in the WNBA. She went back to play for San Antonio. So that whole summer, it's just, again, me and Coach Crawley working out because she's working out to go back to WBA. I'm working out to go overseas to play ball. Mm-hmm. So now it's just me and Coach Crawley getting his work, getting his work, getting his work, getting his work. Coach Crawley has played in at least 20, I want to say 20 different countries Coach Crawley's played in. So when I'm issued over to Ireland is my first contract. My first contract was trash, Kate. Out when I tell you, <laughs> when I wow. tell you, I was only getting, I think I was getting probably, I want to say maybe twelve a month, maybe twelve a month. But my food was taken care of, my room and board was taken care of. They tried to give me a, a car, but I didn't want that shit because I I couldn't even figure out walking across the street because they drive on the other side of the streets and shit. So, wow. but it was Coach Crawley that I was calling at three o'clock in the morning, which was fast forward what one o'clock in the morning here, crying my eyes out. Coach, I need you. I don't understand. It's this. If you if anybody out there that pre Playing overseas pre-internet, pre-Skype, that shit was a lonely world, K-Dot. Like, 
people used to be like, y'all want to play overseas? I want to play overseas. Nah, that pre-internet world, that's when that you had to know that you loved the game of basketball because it was you in a different country, not being able with no friends or family. Shit, I played in Spain and couldn't speak the language. But then it was, you know, it, it took you, it took a different type of strong as mentally strong person to play back then. Like, mm-hmm. for real, for real, for real. So thank God I had a Sylvia Crawley that played in different countries and knew how to maneuver and knew how to talk contracts and knew how to no get different. Uh, all right, you get 10 rebounds extra. You get that amount of money in your um, contract. You get, you get this appearance over here, put that in that contract. Thank God I had a Sylvia Carly that taught me how to, to speak business on that, on the contract side with my agent. So like, yeah, that didn't, Ireland, we we was trash, Kata. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, <laughs> I think we won two games in Ireland. Like, oh, I hated wow. Ireland. Like, we was going. I was going through a breakup with my ex from college. We only won two games. Ireland was dreary as hell. Rain every single day. I was super depressed. Like that shit was not fun, yo. <laughs> that shit was not fun. Wow. So, um, and and just you know. I just wanted to to know this. Um, so after after you played, you know, professionally, and you came back, like, what? Where was you know? Where was the gap between you know coming back home and then realizing you know you have this gift of you know this this whole this whole media world because like you're like you're like that in the media world right now. I'm I met you through Clubhouse and you was like you was killing it. So, you know, tell us, you know, tell us how that came about. I wanna say the coming up in the era of my sophomore year is when Facebook popped. Mm-hmm. And Facebook had to be the only way for you to be on Facebook back then was to have a college um, email address. Right. So it was only legitimately for college students. Facebook legitimately was only for college students. So it was in that era that I realized, yo, this social media shit is bomb. Like this instant messenger stuff is dope. Like this is really, really cool. And <clears throat> fast forward going to overseas and now communication and I need some way to keep in contact with my friends and still kind of talk to people and still trying to, I'm still building Facebook groups. Like I'm making Facebook groups back in the day just to have a way to communicate with my friends who's still in America living their life, but I'm overseas and stuff. Gotcha. So fast forward, when people start making money off this and they talking influencer, yo, I've been an influencer. I just didn't know I had to brand myself that way. I've been in media marketing. I just didn't know I had to brand myself that way. Mm-hmm. So now it's fast forward. You getting the language, you getting the knowledge, and now the 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 shit we fall in millennials. That term millennials, I fall in that term. Surprisingly, but now we figured how to switch the game up, and now make a profit off of this digital marketing game. Right. Oh no, nah, let's run with it. Now I'm about to teach all them young kids because what we've been giving them. 
Would I have been gay for them if I would have known who I was? And as a man, K dot, please buy. So fast forward, <laughs> yes, sir. So now I got the nuggets in this social media game. I'm and I'm getting even more strategy because I've been eating and I didn't have a strategy. I've been eating. Thank God for Sylvia Crawley and let me just sit at her table. I had to teach myself all this stuff. I didn't get internships in college, K dot, because again, like I said, we weren't winning. Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. my in the summertime, I'm in the gym, I'm in the lab. Jimmy Lou wasn't letting us live down on campus. Now Fordham had three campuses there. We had Lincoln Center, which mm-hmm. were all my classes were in the summertime because I was a communication and sociology major. So all my classes was down in Lincoln Center. Everything happens in the city. I went to school to study media. I was supposed to have been working at WBLS. I was supposed to have been Cause that was the plan. That was my, I, that was me going to college. That was, I, that's what I was going to college to do anyway, K-Dot. Gotcha. Just so happened basketball took me around the world. So now I'm remembering my dreams. Oh no, I done done everything else. I done played ball around the country. I done went to Ireland, Spain, and Greece. I bugged out. I lived in the Visa Spain. I got to party and lay on naked beaches, ass butt naked in the sun and go get up and go play basketball. Like that, I got to live my dream. I came back home. I coached. I, I, I worked for transit. I worked for, I pretty much did everything else I wanted to do in life. Nah, let me remember my dream. Nah, I still want to work in media. Nah, I still want to work for Essence. I still want to work for BLT. Let me go back and think. Coach Crawley got Monarch Magazine. Oh, coach. You need me to go work uh, New York Fashion Week? You need an article? Or you need an um, a editor's note? I'm ghostwriting Coach Crawley now for Monarch Magazine. I'm going out on different go sees. I'm going to different events and covering different red carpets and things like that. I'm remembering that, nah, nah, this media stuff, I want to be here. I want to be here. So then step behind the ghostwriting. Now I start asking Uncle Will. I call him Uncle Will. That's Coach Carly's best friend. He's now the editor in chief of uh, Monarch Magazine. Okay, Will nice. Walters. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I started asking Will, like, Will, nah, I want to go to the BET Awards. I want to walk. I want to go to Black Girls Rock, and I don't want to just be sitting in the crowd. I want to work the red carpet. Will was like, we'll figure out how you get on the red carpet, and so you figured out how you get there, and then of course I'll approve it. But he never gave me anything. I had to learn everything in the media game. So everything I'm learning now, 2015, 2016, I've just been eating that up, K-Dot. My first red carpet, I'm sitting around Marie Davis, who's now the uh, social media head of of Wendy Williams' show. She was at at WBLS. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting around um, Hello Beautiful. I'm I'm on the red carpet around these people that real life are media, and I'm not supposed to be there, K-Dot, because I ain't real life getting no internships. I'm just an athlete stumbling into this world. Like, so now I'm like, nah, clean this up. Nah, this is media, media. Now it's not fun anymore. Now this is now a career. So now it's clean up. Now it's figure it out. Don't judge my life, media. Oh, don't judge my life, because ain't nothing I did was conventional, but I'm here now. <laughs> Don't judge my life. We rocking, yo. We rocking. But now nah, I, I want this media game. So just <clears throat> stepping into that and helping. Um, like I said, nothing was conventional in the media game for me. Everything I'm still learning. Like 
still being fortunate enough to sit at so many different tables or in Clubhouse, K-Dot. You, you see the different tables that we getting to sit at. K That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a this fact. shit different, yo. As long as we keep shooting these shots in media, like, yo, K that we got the pass to the Dallas Mavericks, bro. You were sitting in the room with me, son. <laughs> yo. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Let's eat, K dot Let's eat this media shit, man. Let's go, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, listen. Listen. With it. It's crazy how, how everything, you know, aligns and how, and how God works, right? Because I, you know, I can go back to that weekend where, you know, you guys, you, DA and Zach, y'all brought me in to your room, real, uh, real NBA talk. I mean, real basketball talk, no hot takes. And I'm just, I was literally just there just to be a listener. Because like Zach's my guy, I'm just getting you know getting to know Da and y'all were talking some real stuff and I just wanted to say one thing and that one thing turned into into a friendship you know what I'm saying it turned into Thanks. this so like I appreciate you you know 100 because that weekend like you put me on to a whole bunch of things that I thought I would never you know, experience. And to be quite honest with you, like you're part of the reason, you know, um, of course, big ups to my wife for giving me kind of like the idea, but like you are part of the reason why this is happening because I wanted everybody to know, you know, the Hoopers story, the Hoopers that were out there getting busy, but they probably just didn't get the recognition or they didn't get, you know, the, the politics, the, you know, yeah. Like the whole politics of it, it just didn't, it just didn't work out, but y'all still here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you've, you've used your, you've used your abilities to flow into another lane and now look at right. you, you know, you thriving. So you know, from the bottom. And that's of the what bottom. I want to help yeah. the student athletes with, Kada. I definitely that's part of the reason why the the Don't Judge My Life media held from and the Watch the Movement. The Watch the Movement is student athletes. Come on, watch this movement. Yeah. Come on the carpet with me. Let's go. If you don't have an internship, like I'm trying to open up these doors for all student athletes. You don't have an internship, don't worry about it. If anything, if Jay walking on the carpet and you want to walk on the carpet with me and you a student athlete, then let's go. Let's get you this experience. Let's get you this so that you can see his life after sports because you're going to have to figure that shit out after you leave this game. And people told us that, K-Dot. People yeah. told us that. But were we, were we listening? Were we prepared to really handle that? Were we really, did we really take heed in that? So now, as the elders in the game now, K-Dot, like, it's our responsibility to pull them back. Like, all right, we, we still figuring out. That shit ain't paying out the right way for us. And we still working and trying to figure it out. But we can still, it's still our responsibility to go back and pull this shit and pull everybody else back with us. Like, like I didn't, yo, thanks to you, K-Dot. Thank you. Thank you, K-Dot, because I ain't know Zach. What's who he? I remember watching the and one. I remember watching the, the things on TV. I ain't know I'm sitting on the stage with Zach. 
I didn't know this for the last, what we been, what, a month and some change now? Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, like, like, it, it was just funny how we met, like, we met through a mutual friend um, that I know. Shout out to my man James out in Kansas City because that's how we met um, through him. And, like, it just didn't hit, it didn't hit me. It didn't, I didn't realize it, you know, so, like, it's still crazy, you know, how much love, you know, I, I just love seeing him get, get the recognition and the love, you know, that, that he, you know, that he deserves. And, and it's the same thing with you because, you know, when this release, there's going to be things that, you know, that people didn't know about you and that, again, people don't know about you and, and Coach Crawley's relationship. So that's going to be amplified. So, you know, I appreciate you for allowing me to, to give you this platform to tell your truth, to tell your story, because, you know, like, like I said, this is Hooper's Unhailed. You know, we're celebrating the life of the unheralded, the untrumpeted, the unsung, you know, so I want to give you all your flowers. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, and, You know, that's... Because so Florida's dragging their feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but... I don't want to keep you. I do really, really appreciate, you know, you coming on with me and telling, you know, your story. Um, and, you know, this is only the beginning. You know, what 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 I've, I've always been saying in, in these clubhouse rooms, let's be legendary in 2021. Mm -hmm. We're going to be legendary together. So, you know, I appreciate you for coming on and, you know, plug plug your stuff like the floor is yours go ahead and do that all right thank you kdot for the the space thank you for the energy thank you for the um the stage sir i appreciate you and this platform sir um and to the podcasters out there you'll keep doing your thing because people are listening you are affecting you are making a difference. You are making a change. Like, I promise you that. Like, that I be seeing your engagement on Twitter, man. So you definitely are ringing bells out here. Like, you, out, you Zach, and DA, I see y'all movement on the podcast move. I see you, bro. So keep doing your thing, yo. Keep, keep, keep doing your thing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I know I kept kicking Fordham University in their back. Y'all, that's my school. Damn it. I can do that. It is, yep. That's I how it is. I gave them four years. Facts, yo. That's my school. Y'all better not talk about Fordham like that. Damn it. I can talk about them like that. I gave them four years, but I, I love my Ramily. Don't, don't, whatever you heard in this interview, don't ever get it twisted. Like, I don't give a damn about my school. I love my Fordham University. I love my Ramily. I love my sisters. It's a, it's a, it's a community of Hoop Fox sisters. Coach probably going to be mad at me because I said that term, but oh well. I'm sorry, SC. <laughs> but it's a community of sisters that I, I genuinely honor and I love. And I thank God that I've, I've been able to come across. Um, for everybody out there listening, don't judge my life, J to J. I can show you better than I can tell you. Watch the movement on J to J21, J A D A, J A E21. That's all the way across the board. Um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, podcast coming back up soon. I'm on this van life venture, y'all. 
it's a whole movement. Don't judge my life. It's a different wave. This is different media venture. So um, again, I thank you for this opportunity. Guys, keep, I think the bottom line of all this is don't none of us got this shit figured out all the way. Don't nobody. And we can keep planning. If 2020 didn't teach us anything, we can keep trying to plan, plan, plan. Or we can either live and be legendary like K-Dot says. So even in my own bullshit, I'm trying to get up every day and live K-Dot and live to the fullest and be great, sir. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And there you have it. This has been another episode of Hoopers Unhail. Again, I am your host, Kevin, a.k.a. K-Dot. And as I always say to my beautiful people, peace and love to you all. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another Unhail Hooper, another story told. I want to personally thank Jada J. Jefferson for her wonderful hospitality. And we're going to keep moving on to the next Unhail Hooper. Next week, I am in Brooklyn. That's right. We're Brooklyn at with another Unhail Hooper and another great story to tell. So in the meantime, peace and love to everybody out there. And we'll see you next week. This has been Hooper's Unhail. And I'm your host, KDOT. I'll holla at you. Capital Flavor Production. Yeah.